0: With former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line where we are happy to be joined by Dan McLaughlin. He's the Cardinals broadcaster and he's the host of Scoops with Danny Mac weekdays from 10 to 11 o'clock right here on 101 ESPN. Dan, how you doing today, man? I am doing well. How about you guys? Doing okay. Um... Saw this tweet from Ken Rosenthal that has me a little confused. I got to be honest, Stan. I don't know if you've seen this yet, but... Ken Rosenthal tweeted, MLB has rejected the union's proposal for a 114-game season and said that it will not send a counteroffer. The league now says that it will start talks with the owners about playing a shorter season without fans and that it is ready to discuss additional ideas with the union. He followed that up by suggesting the ideas MLB wants to discuss with the union are about resuming the season without fans. Dan, I, I thought That's that a shocker, was isn't it? kind I, I, of... I, I didn't think we are going to have
1: full stadiums, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can we not discussed this yet? This, this wasn't on the table?
1: Well, you know, some of that stuff has not been agreed upon. And, you know, for instance, like the 114-game proposal that was issued by the players late on Sunday, that had not been formally rejected by MLB, I guess, until this morning. So while it seemed to be a foregone conclusion that they would do that, Um, it wasn't a formality, so now it is a formality, and you start looking forward to maybe the universal implementation of a 50-game season, which could happen, and the players could block at that. You know, from the players' perspective, the 114-game season that was proposed, that was at a full prorated salary, and I did a little math, I talked about it on my show, so that would mean they'd get about 70% of their expected salary for the year. 50 game season which has been proposed by the owners uh pays the players just over 30 percent so in the middle is 82 games we still might get there and uh, until they tell me it's canceled guys I, I just don't think that they would throw away a season but it, it does get more pessimistic by the minute
0: dan the part that i was stuck on was now they're ready to talk about baseball without fans like <laughs> what? Yeah, of course, there's going to be no fans. That's the entire reason why we're talking about any of this. Like, the reason why owners have said that they can't play the 114 game season or a longer season is because there will be no fans in the stands and therefore their gate revenues are going to be down. I just, maybe I'm reading too much into that portion of it, but if that's what you're talking about with the union, it seems to me that they're dragging their feet at this point, the owners I'm suggesting to get to that 50 game season because they have said publicly now, they don't want to pit play past october 31st
1: again it seemed like a formality you know everybody knows there's not going to be fans in the stands and now you can counter with the union and just say look we know there's no fans in the stands so whether you want to believe it or not here's our numbers and this is what it's going to take to pay those salaries that you want to have but we're only going to go to 50 games or 70 or 82 or whatever the game uh, wants to do that in that regard I don't know about you, I, I just the irony of seeing, you know, the NHL a couple of days ago say, hey, we're coming back. The NBA about an hour ago has their plan in place. MLS was the one league that was having um, a similar type labor situation uh, with their league and players. They've gotten that figured out. They're moving forward, and here we are talking about fans in the stands or fans not being in the ballpark. I, I just, I don't quite get it because you're, you know, the, the, the the sporting public wants sports. You know, you, you want to see it. You want to see action back and you have a chance to be the first sport back and you're in your season. This is your heyday where you are not competing with college football and the NFL and the NHL playoffs. This is it. Um, I, I, just, I don't understand it. I, I really don't.
0: A final thing on this line of questioning from me, Dan, there's now a tweet coming out from Joel Sherman, who is a national baseball columnist for the New York Post, saying... I have heard greater pessimism today from folks on both sides about MLB launching a season that at any point, people who previously thought that the sides would find a way are now expressing at least greater doubt, often more so than that. Dan, I, they, they're not really going to butcher this this poorly, right? There's, I just I continue to believe that they've got to find a way to be able to do this. I, I can't believe that they're going to mess this up this badly, Right. Uh, I'm with you. Um, Crazier things have happened, and the sport has been resilient a
1: bunch of times coming back from work stoppages. But as I've said from day one, this is different than any of the other ones. There's a pandemic. There's 40 million-plus unemployed, um, and we have nothing on the air that concerns sports, and people want to see it back. And I really do see it from both sides, and I know that sounds like I'm kind of straddling the fence here. If I'm a player, my shelf life is short. I want to get paid. I agree to a salary cut. Now I'm going to have to take another haircut. No, 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 no. I'm not doing that. If I'm an owner, I'm saying, well, 40% of my revenue, as you uh, explained rightfully, is with fannies in the seats. We don't have them. So here's our piece of the pie. Where I get concerned is that, again, it's not me writing the checks. So understand that. But understand this. Going forward, if you don't play this year, it's not only the fans that step away. Many of them will, and not all will come back. That that, that happened in 94, even with some great things that were going on. They, they stayed away. Um, but the sponsors, too. You know, that's the other part of this, too, is that, you know, there, there could be those that run your the, the, the companies out there that are affiliated with baseball and say, now, wait a minute, you know, you, you had a chance to do something here. We understand everybody took a hit. No, our company might be taking a hit, but we decided to keep this person employed or this group of people employed. We stayed in business and we want to support you, but yet you didn't step up when we needed you most. I'm not sure I want to be affiliated with that. I, I hope they're taking a look at all those scenarios because they have to. It's on the table and it's legitimate.
2: All right, Danny, You know we talked a bunch here for a long time about the, the trust issues between The players, the players union and the owners and Major League Baseball and to to throw some gas on the fire here. And I just want to get your thoughts on this is, you know, the Chicago Cubs come out in an article and uh, Ricketts claims that 70 percent of the Cubs revenue comes from the gate. And and so basically saying that only 30% come from everywhere else. We did some math in here, although it was challenging for this group, as you know. Well, that's and why we're in media. Right. Like, yeah. This and could all be wrong, but let's go on the premise of it. And it didn't really mathematically work out for us, what he was saying yeah. about 70%. So, like, at this point, is the trust issue, is it even getting worse by the day, especially with comments like that? Let's put
1: it this way, Rivs, if, if they do play, and let's just say that the, the 50 games is what gets agreed upon, the unilateral implementation of this schedule, um, there's next season, there's this year, you know, short, then next year if you play, and then um, a potential of a work stoppage because the CBA is up. Could you imagine the raw nerves and feelings coming out of this negotiation going into the oh. next one? Awful. So it it, it does have a trickle-down effect, to your point. Now, with the Cubs, where I'd be concerned is they they were ready to start their own network, television network. They have built up around Wrigley Field and Wrigleyville Mm -hmm. with bars and restaurants and a beautiful hotel that we stayed at one time. It's gorgeous. So all that is gone. Um, And then your revenue. Uh, They're packing that place pretty tightly. Uh, especially when the summer months come and it's a beautiful day in Chicago. A lot of people go to Wrigley field. So I got to wonder if all that is tied into what he's saying, or is it just from people going to the ballpark in the seats? Is it people going to the ballpark and then hanging around at the bars and restaurants that they have a piece in or own? And that's part of the revenue. I I just don't know. I, I can't answer that question. Um, but long story short, you know, you look at Ballpark Village, you look at what's going on in Atlanta. They built up around their ballpark. You got what's going on at Wrigleyville. Um, a lot of that money is tied in with people going to the stadium. And, you know, what's the cutoff? Do you include that in your revenue? Or are you showing that? Or is it just people in the ballpark going to a game and buying a hot dog uh, and a soda and a beer and popcorn and Cracker Jack and all the things that go with it and your parking? Um, I, I just don't know. And that's where I think some of the distrust is coming up is like, show us your books. Like what do you have actually on the books that are totally baseball related and what is not? I don't know if you guys agree with that, but I think that's something that needs to be figured out. And it's got to be figured out quickly because again, the the CBA for the next round is not far away. And from the player's perspective, and I don't know, especially if you know 65% of the players make under a million bucks And if you're not going to make money this year and you go into next year and everybody's saying, well, let's not play. Let's wait until we get the deal we want. That's a long time not getting a check. That's well over 18 months. I don't know if players would do that. So maybe from an owner's perspective, they're saying we can break the union on this. I don't know. I mean, all these things to me are on the table
2: talking with our very own Dan McLaughlin voice of the Cardinals scoops with Danny Mack daily 10 to 11 a.m here on 101 ESPN Danny final one from me and it goes back to the wording of one of the tweets that we read earlier is the owners have no intention on countering with their offer how concerning is that and are they is, is it just blatantly telling the players yeah you need to do better? Or is this, are we now into that official standoff point?
1: Well, I, I don't think there's a winner on either side. I, I don't. Um, I, I think this standoff has turned a lot of people off on the game. Now, I, I think if they said later today, let's say 4 o'clock, and Ken Rosenthal comes out with a tweet and says, MLB and the Players Association have come to an agreement, I, I think people would be like, okay, I'm in. And... Bygones are bygones. I'm not going to sit there and worry about the, the squabbling over the last couple of weeks. I really do. I think people have short memories on that. However, if they don't come to an agreement, and if it's economics truly the reason why you don't play then there's a real problem, and you won't get those fans back. Now, if it's the safety and the, the health protocols, because I'm not sold that all this stuff is going to work anyway, whether it's baseball, NHL, NBA, I love the fact that they're going to try, and I think it's important to try and to get everything lined up to do it, and if it doesn't work out and the virus breaks, then, hey, you, you shrug your shoulders and you say, man, we tried, and we got to keep people safe, for instance, Two Tokyo Giants players, including their league MVP of 2019, have tested positive for COVID. And Japanese baseball players, guys, have been isolated since March. The stadium's empty, disinfected, temperature's taken, and the virus still found a way in. So you get my point, is that it it can happen. Um, And it probably will happen in these sports. But there's risk being taken on, on every front of this. But if it comes down to the economics of it, then shame on both sides because there's going to be people that just do not forgive them, whether it's businesses or the players or the owners or fans, certainly they're just not going to forgive them. And that's what it's going to come down to.
0: Dan, final question for me. And we'll get you out of here on this one. If major league baseball decides, you know what, we're just going to unilaterally implement the 50 game season. That's what we're going to do. And that's where we're at at this point. And let's say they do this a week and a half from now, because they believe that that's the deadline for them to do so. What do you think the players do? Do you think that they ultimately decide not to play if Major League Baseball unilaterally implements a 50-game season?
1: I think it's the the question now on the table. I think that's the biggest question because it just seems like owners are not going to budge on on getting down to the 50 games or at least getting down to, let's say, 82, which is where they started. Um, I'm with you, Brandon. I, I think that's the question. Would players just step away? I do think you'd have some really big name players that step away, and maybe part of this is trying to break the union now because you're going to have, as I said, younger players not making a ton of money uh, in baseball terms, saying, "I I need to play. You know, I haven't had my bite at the apple. I got to keep my skills sharp. I need to play. I want to play. I got to play for next year." Um, And the big uh, big end guys are going to say, "I made my money. I'm I'm walking away from this." But are you are you standing collectively as a union? Um, Ribs could probably answer that better than I. But you know that's where you're going to have maybe some infighting with the players. That some say we want to do it, some don't, and who knows? Maybe all of them say no, no, no. I'm not taking a second haircut. I, I already did this. I'm not doing it. Um, I could see some of them saying that too. But I do think that's the next part of this. If there's no negotiation on getting back to towards 82 games, if this is it, the 50 games, take it or leave it then it's squarely on the players and trying to win a PR battle. And I don't think either side is winning the PR battle. I think it's been an awful look for the sport.
0: He's Dan McLaughlin. You can hear him weekdays from 10 to 11 o'clock on Scoops with Danny Mac, right here on 101 ESPN. Check out the podcast page, 101ESPN.com. Dan, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. Try to keep the optimistic vibes going, please. (laughs) Uh, I'll do my best. I was very optimistic as recently as 24 hours ago, and it's
1: it's (laughs) waiting. I'm going to go back in my room and start bawling again.
0: Dan, we wish you the best, man. We'll be right there with you shortly.
1: (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks. Talk to you soon.